Gotcha. Okay. Um, so moving on to the second umbrella question, uh, switching umbrellas. <laughs> um, this question is, and of course this is if you agree with my assessment, um, I see a movement within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints on a layperson level, uh, and a little bit uh, at the hierarchy level, but uh, more so in just a average Joe, kind of your neighbor's Mormon, you know, kind of perspective, that there's a movement to want to be seen as a denomination within Christianity, as opposed to something that uh, perhaps more accurately reflects Joseph's initial declaration that this is something separate from Protestant Christianity. Do you see that movement as existing to a certain degree? And why do you think that is? And is it a good thing for the church? Yeah, yes and no. Um, the, the, the way that I see it manifested, um, uh, like I mentioned earlier, um, our, the, the collective Latter-day Saint experience of uh, religious persecution, both in America and abroad, um, you know, it's not really present anymore to the same extent that it was historically. And uh, so while the early LDS church uh, was very much defined or uh, impacted heavily by this persecution, um, to the extent that Latter-day Saints literally, you know, moved across the plains to leave the United States as it was at the time, and distance themselves in, you know, very uh, tight-knit communities um, and be rather separatist um, from, you know, other Christians and and America in general. Um, You know, since Utah statehood and since uh, Mormonism, the the LDS church has uh, tried to assimilate uh, into the the larger American uh, uh, social environment um, I, I think there's been, it's been part and parcel of that assimilation. Um, so I think um, a, another part of this was uh, more the, the, the LDS church, a lot of, uh, a lot of very key or unique practices or, or elements of it um, that defined it early on um, have since been discontinued. Um, some chief ones that come to mind um, a, a kind of like uh, socioeconomic communalism, right? This kind of uh, common living, the, the law of consecration, as it's called. Yeah, the, the nation of Deseret. Yeah, the nation of Deseret. So with the nation of Deseret, we also have this concept of a, a, of a democratic theocracy, right? Um, a, a religious kingdom uh, that operates on democratic principles, but is uh, very much distinct from the, the forms of government and society that we see in the U.S. at the time. Um, and, uh, oh, and, and then, of course, the, the practice of polygamy. Um, so, you know, those, those three things which very much concerned um, uh, Americans in the early Latter-day Saint Church, whether they're in Nauvoo or whether they're in Utah, uh, all three of those kind of key, you know, uh, practices or beliefs have since been put aside or rejected or denounced or, or something like that. Right. Um, and so Mormonism has had to do that, um, largely, uh, in order to assimilate into American society. Um, 
so on a lay level, um, so that's like a meta type historical view. Um, yeah. on, a, on a contemporary level, um, I, I do think that um, because this persecution has largely you know, passed us or completely passed us, um, because we no longer practice uh, those three things, which so deeply uh, set us apart from other Americans or other Christians, um, and there's been a, a historical move to assimilate, and uh, especially around the 40s, um, the, the 40s uh, um, or, or the turn of the, the 20th century, um, after polygamy had ceased to be a practice, that's really when Latter-day Saints in, in an American context made the move to be as, as a, the most American Americans, right? Champ, championing uh, a defense and, and conception of the nuclear family um, of, you know, maybe conservative politics of, of different things like that, uh, where, you know, we tried to show ourselves as the most patriotic, the, the ones that are most devoted to what it means to be an American, right? And this uh, continues to form through the 50s and the 60s. Um, that's also when we see uh, Mormonism, or Mormons in America turning to the Republican Party and very much espousing it. And even today, uh, um, or at least according to recent demographics, um, the, the most uh, intensely Republican sect of Christianity or, or, or religious you know, group in America is, are Latter-day Saints. Um, now, the, the, the growing generations are changing that quite a bit. It's, it's about 50-50 now uh, with the millennials. Uh, between Democrats and Republicans, but um, uh, that that shift and that embrace of uh, conservative uh, politics, um, we it's ironic. The the Republican Party was actually founded uh, against what it referred to as the twin relics of barbarism, um, slavery and polygamy, right? Mm-hmm. And the only ones practicing polygamy at the time the Mormons. So mm-hmm. in ways, the Republican Party actually began as an anti-Mormon party, right? And yet in the, in the 50s um, and 60s, we see this turn towards the Republican Party uh, by Mormons as, you know, being uh, one way in which we would uh, further assimilate into American society and gain approval and kind of acceptance uh, from our, uh, um, you know, from other Protestants and from the evangelicals. Um, since then, evangelicals and Mormons and, and Catholics too have often uh, withheld or, or upheld um, similar social positions, whether it's on abortion, whether it's on um, the sexual revolution, gender roles, um, you know, LGBT uh, uh, issues. Um, so even though, you know, our religions have remained distinct theologically uh that kind of association we've still kind of seen ourselves within uh conservative christianity in america um so that's where i would agree that if there's been moves to you know uh be more similar to protestants uh that it's been uh, a, a part of this larger assimilation into american society um i have not seen however uh, besides, besides the repudiation or the cessation of the, those three distinct practices uh, I mentioned earlier, 
Um, I, I haven't really seen on a, a grassroots level or an institutional level um, any kind of widespread desire to identify as Protestants or identify within actual Protestantism. I think we've uh, collectively remained and and emphasized uh, our uh, distinctiveness uh, from American or, or just Protestant Christianity. Um, we've maintained uh, during this time our exclusive truth claims to authority and, uh, um, you know, uh, of our church structure, the, the one true church. That None of that has ceased really on a local or, or you know, hierarchical level, I would say. Um, but uh, if, if I did have to point out one area where I think uh, Mormonism has, uh, you know, begun to draw more from Protestantism, I would say it, our views on grace and our soteriology uh, have um, uh, developed um, in the past several decades. It um, seems like almost perennially, Uchtdorf's uh, messages at General Conference come, just come across sounding very evangelical. Yeah, yeah, I think you can you can definitely say that, and and I'm hesitant to say that that's purely because uh, we've decided to start listening to evangelicals. Um, I, d- I certainly think that there's been an influence there, um, but uh, this kind of new approach to grace, this reconsideration of grace, as opposed to earlier. Uh, Mormon conceptions of, uh, you know, purely like a works-driven salvation or something like that. Um, our our own scriptural texts have many references to grace. And so I think while uh, exposure to evangelical Christianity or Protestantism have informed this uh, reorientation in ways, um, this is largely being driven by uh, a new assessment or uh, a new appreciation for teachings that were already present in Mormon scripture, but we're now just starting to either interpret more accurately or place a higher emphasis on. Um, For instance, um, and I explained uh, in our last interview how um, my mother converted to evangelical Christianity when I was 12. And so uh, I've had the personal experience in my high school years of attending uh, both a non-denominational church and, and the LDS church. Um, and I absolutely loved uh, the view of grace that was taught at this non-denominational church. Uh, I, I consider it very foundational to my own spiritual upbringing uh, because it, it allowed me to, um, it, it gave me a paradigm to go back to what I would then find uh teachings already present in Mormon scriptures, such as the Book of Mormon, that I hadn't appreciated. And so when I, re- when I personally read the Book of Mormon, I see this, this gospel of grace present in it um, to, such a, uh, to such an extent that I can't, um, I, I can no longer ignore it, right? And I, I find it to be a very beautiful part of, of Mormon theology and a Um, an original part of Mormon theology that we just haven't appreciated or we haven't uh, understood in the, in the proper way. So I, I I do think that uh, evangelicals have had an influence collectively in uh, Latter-day Saints as a whole, perhaps being more sensitive to grace. Um, But I do want to emphasize that in our own scriptures from our, from the earliest days of Mormonism, 
uh, I, it's my opinion that those teachings are, are, have been largely present and we just haven't appreciated them or understood them uh, in the way that we ought to. Um, do you, would you say that on a, I guess, more of a global scale, maybe not just regional to the American West, but on a more global scale, uh, would you say that the majority of Latter-day Saints don't fully understand or recognize Joseph Smith's assessment of Protestantism? Um, uh, could, could you be more specific like, w- with that? So like, what, what do you mean by Joseph Smith's assessment? So the stuff we were talking about in the last question, basically, um, how, you know, he was, he was pretty clear that um, the other churches are not true but there is mm-hmm. one true church that God is restoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I do get the sense that the majority of Latter-day Saints recognize that they're a part of a restored church, but I don't mm-hmm. know if they get the other side of that coin so much um, about what the implications of what that means for other churches that Joseph Smith uh, more clearly articulated in the historical accounts, as opposed to perhaps in uh, the scriptures. Um. Yeah, I, I think um, I think that uh, you will find some some lay level Latter Day Saints that perhaps uh, even though these teachings are very much present in our curriculum or in our scriptures or uh, uh, among the the teachings by the general authorities, um, that uh, there are indeed Latter Day Saints that uh, don't personally espouse those take you know exclusivist uh claims um so those do exist and and whether that's due to um their examination of those claims and finding them you know lacking or uh perhaps just you know ignorance and and you know not Mm -hmm. uh being uh as educated as they could be um you know i i could see that happening uh both ways um i i do think however that most latter-day saints at least in my experience um would be more inclined to uh, uh, kind of kind of repeating or or drawing upon Joseph Smith's own language uh, present in different sources, where you know other sources ha- uh, other churches have um, uh, like a form of godliness. Uh, they they do have you know various truths in them, uh, but this idea that the LDS Church has the the fullness of the gospel or it has uh, the, the greatest manifestation of those truths and, and specifically the, the priesthood authority. Um, right. Because it, it collectively, like as an institution, uh, the LDS church doesn't rec- recognize the baptism of, right. uh, of other Christian churches. And so that's one way, a major way that we see this exclusivism manifested uh, where, um, and it's almost funny too, because uh I, I, I think a lot of Latter-day Saints, unfortunately, um, uh, they, they want to have their cake and eat it too uh, when it comes to exclusivism. Mm-hmm. And so when evangelicals or, or various Christians uh, will say, you know, you're not Christian to Latter-day Saints, that might be very offensive to them or it might, you know, uh, put them off or they might not understand it. But then, you know, on they'll turn around and say, you know, you guys aren't, you guys are apostate Christians, or you guys, you know, have a portion of the truth, but not the fullness of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think, I think that's problematic. Um, well, and, and that seems to be at the heart of most of the dialogue between evangelicals and Latter-day Saints is an evangelical mindset. You kind of come into it with they're wrong and that has severe implications. Whereas it it does seem like you want the best of both worlds. A lot of times from the Latter-day Saint perspective of, yeah, they're wrong, but it's okay. And it's like, well, what does that even mean? Cause, cause for an evangelical, when you go back and look at, you know, the 1838 account of the first vision and what was said, it's like, whoa, uh, that's just not what I'm experiencing with my neighbors Mm -hmm. who almost want to make it sound like, yeah, we're all, we're all friends with Jesus and it's cool. Yeah. They like downplay it. So I actually took notes on this too, because this is a a major uh, uh, contested point um, between evangelicals and Mormons, uh, the concept of uh, the same Jesus versus the different Jesus, right? Yes, yeah. And we do we do actually see this present in teachings from different uh, LDS church leaders too, where historically uh, some have been very much inclined to say we worship different Jesuses, we have different conceptions of God, you know, and they they really you know emphasize the 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 difference here, um, you know, and by implication the validity of one view of Jesus versus the invalidity of the other. Right. Um, And then you have other LDS church leaders that uh, rather than emphasizing the differences would say, well, you know, here's where uh, we would agree. Here's what we have in common. Here's our similarities. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, um, on a lay level, um, many Latter-day Saints, if they say, but we're Christians too, you know, we're just another denomination. Um, Uh, while that's true in in a sense, right, that Latter-day Saints identify themselves within kind of Christianity in general, they see themselves as a Christian faith, as a Christ-centered faith, um, they still um, uh, separate themselves and distinguish themselves from traditional Christianity, which would include Catholicism, Christian Orthodox, Orthodox Christianity, um, and Protestantism, right? And so we still recognize that like, uh, you know, those people identify as Christians as well. And uh, traditionally, you know, historically, they're part of Christianity. um, But we still say that we're different. So it's weird, because like, we want to be part of the club. But then we also want to say, but you guys are all in the wrong too, right? Uh, Our exclusive claims. Do you think the hesitancy on the part of most Latter-day Saints to go there because it does seem just like they don't, mm-hmm. and this is anecdotal, of course, it's yeah, just like yeah. don't even want to go there. Um, do you think it's because of that societal assimilation aspect? And if so, do you think that that societal assimilation has just caused a misprioritization of what the Latter-day Saints should be doing in this life? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think uh, uh, when you have any kind of like exclusive truth claim, sometimes that can be uncomfortable for people to articulate, right? Because by implication, you're saying to the other person, you're wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, American society as well has just this tendency to try to downplay religious difference, right? Um, you know, often you'll hear people say, all religions, we all worship the same yeah. God or you know, we all believe ultimately the same thing, you know, we have the same truths, right? And while there's certainly parallels, you can draw similarities, uh, uh, common teachings shared between traditions, um, you know, when you turn to the, the philosophical or metaphysical or soteriological foundations for these different worldviews, they're drastically different, right? Um, 
And uh, yeah, so I think, I think some Latter-day Saints uh, don't completely understand the differences between, let's say, the Mormon concept of God and the classical Christian concept of God. Um, perhaps uh, they are um, intentionally trying to focus on similarities and common ground rather than differences. Um, um, you know, I, I hope I hope in the majority of circumstances that it's not that uh, Mormons are trying to be intentionally deceptive. I often, I, I think it's generally either, you know, coming from a place of, of goodwill and trying to uh, decrease uh, what they might see as like religious contention or, you know, awkward moments or something or in an attempt to build relationships, you know, based off common ground. Um, but, you know, the thing is, like, the LDS Church has continued to uh, hold these exclusive truth claims, right? Whether it, you know, and for those who serve Mormon missions, they experience this firsthand in what they teach people, uh, in, you know, the requirements for baptism uh, that they uh, uh, have and espouse. Um, even just recently, um at this uh, at this most recent general conference, um, there um, the the church announced a you know what's what's titled the restoration of the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ a bicentennial proclamation to the world, um, and I just want to read two parts from it. Um, it says, "quote In humility, we declare that in answer to his prayer, God the Father and His Son Jesus Christ appeared to Joseph and inaugurated." the restitution of all things as foretold in the Bible. In this vision, he learned that following the death of the original apostles, Christ's New Testament church was lost from the earth. Joseph would be instrumental in its return. And then later it says, we declare that the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, organized on April 6th, 1830, is Christ's New Testament church restored. This church is anchored in the perfect life of its chief cornerstone. Um, you know, Jesus Christ is once again called apostles, given them priesthood authority. Um, basically, the church, you know, just very recently reiterated mm -hmm. its historical distinction, you know, yeah. from... And thanks for bringing that up. I was going to bring yeah. it up and then uh, totally forgot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, like, I, I do think that there's been ways and uh, often to build on interfaith relations or, you know, engage in acts of service or things like that. Um, you know, Latter-day Saints uh, institutionally and locally... Uh, might be inclined to downplay differences or not not emphasize them or 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 whatever. Um, but you know, I personally don't see this uh, sacrificing of uh, more exclusive claims, uh, exclusive truth claims by the LDS Church. There's some areas where I think we've been more receptive to recognizing the truth present in other traditions, right? So rather than just writing off um, any, any sect of Protestantism as being an abomination, right, uh, or, or the creeds or things like that. I, I've seen, uh, I've well, seen, I've seen, well, I've seen a lot of Mormons. To, um, yeah. President Nelson with Pope Francis last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, the LDS Church, part of this assimilation has been to try to develop genuine interfaith relationships, uh, not at the cost of down, uh, not at the cost of, you know, completely rejecting our exclusive truth claims, but at least, you know, trying to build models for interfaith relationships and, and acts of uh, service and cooperation. Um, yeah. It, so it, it, it's interesting, but I, I, I can't understand when some evangelicals might say, you know, uh, or take issue with Latter-day Saints, maybe saying, but we're Christians too, right? 
um, I take issue with that as well because we have different definitions of what it means to be a Christian. Yeah, right. And so I both understand where that's coming from on the part of Latter-day Saints, you know, wanting to emphasize either what we have in common or, you know, because uh, Jesus Christ as Latter-day Saints understand him is a very central uh, part of their faith. Um, you know, I can see why there would be this move to emphasize that and kind of build off of that. But um, I would completely disagree with any Latter-day Saint you know, uh, that says, but we're Christians just like you, because I don't believe that's an accurate statement. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't believe that any Latter-day Saints um, are really identifying within Protestantism. Um, that's not what they have in mind. Um, they have a different uh, view of what it means to be authentically Christian or, um, uh, you know, we're willing to grant others you know, the ability to self-identify as Christians and recognize that, you know, they worship Jesus Christ and they have very uh, Christocentric beliefs uh, while, at the, you know, on the, on the same level saying, you know, but ours is the exclusive church, right? We have mm -hmm. the exclusive authority. So I, it, it's interesting. It's almost a paradox. Um, and, uh, you know, there's definitely tension there. Um, well, I think the, uh, the last question will help kind of summarize everything 